Greetings and welcome to another show of harmonics. Today's guest is one of my favorite musicians. Hanging out with him, just a, a just a gas. Channing Heath. Channing, what's up, brother? Great to be here, Greg. Thanks. Man, it, you know, it is really great that you're gonna be here. Just relax. It's just like this is my front room, and we're just gonna hang out. We're gonna talk about your life, man. All right. Okay. Um, so let's go back in time and back in history with you. Tell me. You, you're from Ohio? Ohio, yes. Tell North. me how that all started. How did you get involved in music, your first influences? Give me a rap on that. Uh, one of my friends had went to a Motley Crue concert, and he was telling me all about it. And he was a, my wide receiver. I was actually a quarterback, more of an athlete and a jock in high school okay. than, a, than a musician. And uh, he just uh, said, I, I want to be Tommy Lee. I, I'm going to be a drummer, and I want you to come be a, be a part of my, my show here. So. Uh -huh. uh, I said, okay, I guess I'll start playing some bass. And I noticed Nikki Six was there, and I was like, he's, he's became my influence and started playing ever since then. Mm -hmm. First uh, bass was a big stud Ampeg. This thing must have been 200 pounds. It just was so heavy and so big, and I was like, nah, do I really want to do this? But uh -huh. it was a lot of fun to, to learn all this music. So you know what? That's interesting that you said, because you said you're an athlete, right? Yes. And so that's how you really, is that how you keep your stamina? I mean, you train. I, I seen you the, uh, about a couple weeks ago, you were playing some basketball or mm. something. That keeps you in shape? It's been my whole passion my whole life. I just oh, love football, basketball, volleyball, any athletics at all. It mm -hmm. just, just mm -hmm. kept me sharp in my mind and body. So Nikki Sticks was your influence. Yes. Tell me about your first band. First band that I formed was a band called Condemned. We're all teenagers. Um, I was the oldest one at uh, 15. Our guitar player was... 13 years old, and he was just amazing at 13. Just mm -hmm. couldn't believe this guy was this good. Mm -hmm. Probably even at 13 years old, one of the best guitar players I've ever seen in my life. And he was my influence and taught me pretty much everything I needed to know. So how old was he? He was 13. 13, and he was that good at 13? I guess he was in his bedroom for like eight years, and he did nothing <laughs> else but play guitar, because this guy could That's play so anything cool. and everything. Yeah. So out of all, you know, you're talking a little bit of influence. Usually I'll ask at the end, but I'm going to do it now because we're in this. Who's your favorite band of all time and why? It's really hard to choose a favorite band. I had so many influences, but if I had to choose one, I would have to say Pantera. There's something about their music just really captures me and grabs me, and my originals kind of sound just like Pantera. Them. Yeah. So that's kind of that's interesting. In your Ohio days, then you moved to Texas, or how did that all come about from going into Ohio? Tell me about, was it because it was cold, hot, what, what, what's the deal there? Well, all this music thing when I started was back in the 80s, and then after I graduated high school and stuff like that, I mm -hmm. started playing sports and stuff and athletics, and that's kind of how I made my money with a few odd and end jobs here and there. And then someone, I moved back to Ohio, and they said, you know, you were such a good musician back in the day, why don't you be a musician again? So I kind of dove back into the music and started doing open jam nights and stuff like that, and then mm -hmm. it, it, was, it was really cool. So when you went to Texas, were you following anybody or you, you know, what were you doing in Texas? Really? Well, what happened in Ohio first, it was just so cold. I didn't like carrying all my band equipment around in the snow and stuff <laughs> like that. Understand. So, you know, I, I can be a musician anywhere. So I'm going to go somewhere where it's nice and warm. So I went to mm -hmm. Texas and within one week, I'm already doing jam nights. Uh, got into Interglobal Records with a band called Downside and was on a Texas tour. Didn't realize how big Texas was till you actually go out and tour it. You, know, you, you drive oh. seven hours and you just put a dent in Texas. Really? And, and uh, that was really great. Is it all flat as they say it is? It's, it, it's pretty flat. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. So when you were in Texas, was there, um, what, what can you recall about Texas? Were there, were there roadhouses that you played in or was uh, it just 
There was multiple bars that I played at, but the, the main one was called the Music Vault with the band that I joined downside. Okay. They had their own club called the Music Vault, so I, I ran jam nights there and hired bands for the weekends also. Mm-hmm. And during that time, that's where I met my baby's mama, and uh, she was a traveling nurse, and all of a sudden, things were going really great there in Texas, and mm-hmm. I loved it, and I did not want to move. And then she mm-hmm. just up and went, goes to Redding, California, so I figured I could be a musician anywhere, but I could only uh, be a father where my daughter's at. So went up there to Redding, and within a couple weeks, yeah, I was, started being Mr. Man up there doing jam nights and forming bands and things were really great so you seem to be a you know you're an innovator in my eyes to me because you're you're sort of like a planner and you and you get things moving that's why i think i I, why i gravitated to you is you're you're on the spot and you really like to have another person on the spot with you so let's talk about the guy uh the gentleman that played in mindset mindset mike reisner back in ohio Really, really good musician. The best vocals I've ever heard, and mm-hmm. it, he just makes us sound good. We're a nice power three-piece band. Mm-hmm. Really, really good guy. So, what were you doing? What kind of music? Like you say, he was a great vocalist. What kind of music were you actually? We doing? were primarily '80s and '90s rock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is he still around? Mike's still around. He's in Ohio now. He's in Ohio. I'd love okay. to have him here in, in well, California. Do you, do you ever do you ever keep in contact with him? I, I go back to Ohio and visit family and friends uh, yearly and stuff uh-huh. like that. So mm-hmm. I see him from time to time. And definitely on Facebook, social mm-hmm. media, you, right. you keep up with a lot of friends and musicians that used to play with him. So like let me that. ask you, like, okay, so you're from Ohio, mm-hmm. um, and you did you did a lot of this stuff in Ohio, and then you went to Texas. You talked about California. You move around a lot. And yeah. That's because you're. Your former wife, or your wife, or former baby's wife. mama, I never Baby, been married. Okay, okay. <laughs> your baby's mo- uh, mother. Uh, so you you moved around a lot. Was it because of her? Yeah, it was okay. because of her. She she was a traveling nurse, so she moved a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just feel I could be a musician anywhere, but you can only be a father where your mm-hmm. child's at. So then after Reading, she picked up and went down to Modesto. Mm-hmm. So I moved down to Modesto area, then wow. started doing everything around Nino's there, mm-hmm. and then moved over to Mountain House, and that's where I met my uh, my drummer JD John Davidson, mm-hmm. and uh, he kind of. We, we used to do uh, four or five nights a week, open jam nights and weekend bands, and uh, he was trying to get me to come over to Livermore for about a year. Mm-hmm. Now, I play four or five nights a week, so and on Sunday, we did Sunday at Mountain House for four years, and then at the end of that, Mondays and Tuesdays were my day off, and it's like the last thing I wanted to do was go out and be in a bar <laughs> and party and, and play music. So and true. So he's like, come on up here, let's go up here and check this town out, and a, a year later, I finally did it, went over there, and then... Been over at our place in Livermore ever since. Yes, you do a you do a fabulous job. Let's let's I'm gonna I'm gonna roll back a little bit. You okay. play in a band in Reading also. In Reading, now it's a band called Hella with Hella. A, with Ben Lockhart. Okay. Yeah. And that was like a metal band, or was it basically it was, like Pantera? It was still it was eighties, nineties rock though. Pantera and the heavier stuff is more of my originals. You know, mm-hmm. I don't really go out and play that too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mostly dance rock and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So you you were let, let's just say so when when. What influences you when you say you write? Mm-hmm. And I know how I write, you know, uh, with Blue Voodoo. So when you write, what, it, what, what inspires you, influences you to do your own personal writing? What, what is it? It's just a feeling I had inside me ever since I learned how to be a musician and understood more of it and being in multiple bands. And you mm-hmm. just kind of get some things in your head mm-hmm. and they just kind of start ringing there. Then you just kind of pick up a guitar and start playing and oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I, I guess I am a, a writer and writer. can make music and now I've got it. 20 songs now, so originals. That's beautiful. So I'm going to ask you another question. Mm-hmm. What key do you like to play in, or does it matter? 
Um, you know, my whole life mostly been an E440. And, uh, so, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and some of the songs, they sound a little different uh, you know, if you don't play them a half step down, you know, Guns N' Roses and yeah. stuff like that. It's but a great band. I, 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 all my originals were all wrote in E440. That's oh, kind of like where I'm at, what I'm used to. That's like what to you're hear. used to. Sometimes drop D. Yeah, okay. You're, you're also, I, I have a picture of you. We're going to put it up when after we're done. We'll, we'll actually edit it in. I have a great picture of you when we played with you guys uh, when, when you were with um, Jungle Rooster. Mm -hmm. um, you have a really great stage uh, presence about yourself. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this. What gets Channing Heath ready to go on stage? What does it take? Um, you know, it's, it's crazy. In the very beginning, I used to be nervous about everything. Same thing with sports. I, did, I like to entertain. When I'm out there playing sports, I was also an entertainer. Right. I kind of brought that to the to the stage also, too. I just mm -hmm. want to entertain, not just kind of sit up there and play and look at my instrument and just play and get it done, but mm -hmm. let everybody see what's flowing through me. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's hard to stay still on mm -hmm. stage nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> it's, and you know, uh, so when you do that, is there, is there a feeling that you get that makes you want to do that? Because we all are entertainers, and I like what mm -hmm. you said about sports is entertaining, and you, mm -hmm. you, you transform that over to, to the stage. You have a real interesting way how you stand mm -hmm. and you, you, how you present yourself. And, you, and you're, uh, I, I've never heard you sing um, lead vocals, but I've heard you sing background. I like mm -hmm. your vocals. Would you sing lead, or do you have you sang lead, or basically you're just a, a harm, harmony mm -hmm. guy in the background keeping the beat and... Uh, you know, doing I haven't that. had that much experience being a lead vocalist or really mm -hmm. tried that much about it. Mm -hmm. And one time I, I started doing some backup vocals and everybody says, oh, that sounds pretty good. Keep doing that. So I kind of worked a little bit more with that, mm -hmm. but never really tried or, to be a, a lead vocalist, so to speak. And if mm -hmm. I did, it would have to be a, a certain style of music, probably a more heavier where, where I'm used to and drop D definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You should be doing a drop D. Okay. <laughs> and I like that sound. You know that. Yeah. Um, when Channing is away from the stage, we talked earlier a little bit about it, you do a lot of booking. How many bookings, this is an amazing stat, I think, mm -hmm. how many bookings have you done in your life? Bookings, how many shows have yeah, I played and performed? Yeah, no, no. Um, I, I started keeping track in 2005. Listen to this, I love this, what he's gonna tell us. 2005 till now, it's been over 2,200 gigs. Huh? Average about 200 a year. Every mm -hmm. once in a while, there's a lot, 243, I think was the most I had one year, and one year I had like 78, mm -hmm. you know, but for the most parts, about 200 a year. Because you're so experienced in that, how do you keep it all together? Seriously, how do you keep it all together? Just to get a, all these guys uh, you know, committing to it, you. It wasn't easy. It's one thing where you learn through experience, you know, mm -hmm. and you just got to remember what happens here and, and make adjustments mm -hmm. for, for here on out. You know, same thing with the jam nights. I used to go, uh, I run lots of jam nights. Right. And how I learned was going to other jam nights and seeing what they did and how they did things, what I liked about them, what I didn't like about them, what I would have done better or different. Mm -hmm. And that's how I added it to, to my... Your repertoire. Yeah. So in that, in saying that, there's probably bands that you've probably met, and you don't have to mention them on the air. I don't want them on the air because mm -hmm. we, don't, we don't like to do that. But you probably have met some people that are just totally like irresponsible. There's good with bad. Yes. <laughs> and everything. And so yeah. how do you handle that? If, say if you have a, a, a situation where you book a band mm -hmm. and they're not really that good, but then you give them another chance and then they don't show up or whatever. How do you, how do you deal with that if somebody wants to come and see you? You've got to take it with patience and you, you, you can't be irate with them. And mm -hmm. you really got to talk to them, get into their senses about what they're doing, what they're doing wrong, what mm -hmm. they could do to make it, mm -hmm. it better and mm -hmm. just stay sharp. Mm -hmm. Keep them motivated. Mm -hmm. you know? Keep all the positive things flowing and try to 
get rid of all the negative. You've, you know, in, in passing, because we both, we've worked together, and you're, you're such a great guy, and I love how you, we interact. Um, you, uh, you did a thing, you helped, you've, helped, you've formed a lot of bands too, haven't you? Um, for jam nights. Can't even name how many bands that have come through my jam nights and right. formed and musicians that have gotten so much better at these jam nights. Right. You know how there's a one guy in particular, his name's, uh, well, we call him Tommy Gunn. Okay. Tom Maccabee is his name. He's mm -hmm. actually a nuclear physicist and he comes in here looking just like a nuclear physicist. <laughs> he had a little skullnick thing in his pocket and everything. Yeah. And he's coming playing. He wasn't really all that good, but you've seen the passion that he had inside. He wanted to be good. And a lot of people didn't really want to play with him in the beginning, but he just kept sticking with it and mm -hmm. kept coming back, you know, like multiple other ones did. And now right. everybody wants to play with him. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to be on stage with Tommy Gunn. Now he's in a few different bands and mm -hmm. he, he's just, it's just really great to watch musicians blossom. Mm -hmm. Of and, course. You know, that's, you, you got a big heart. I, I, I've always uh, respected that. So you talk about bands. How many bands are you in right now? Or how many bands have you, are you working with simultaneously? Which is another feat of yours. <clears throat> You know, there for the past few years, there was a moment in time where I was in like six different bands. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of hard when, you know, collaborating all the bands together with everybody who wants to play all the time. And you kind of reduce it down to just two right now. And mm -hmm. I've mostly been focusing on uh, open jam nights mm -hmm. now and forming other bands. I, I really get a lot of glorification seeing all these bands, you know, get big and mm -hmm. have fun. Like a band that's going to be opening up for us at a show that you're producing, Rock Hedge. Yes. Tell me about those guys. You helped them. You, I think it's a guitar player you know, right? Yeah, he, uh, he came in one time to a jam night with acoustic and he had all originals and he just played by himself. And uh, I just thought he had some really catchy tunes and it mm -hmm. sounded really good. And I said, you know what? I want you to keep coming back to my jam night and I'm going to play bass with you. I'm going to learn your songs. I'm going to get a drummer to learn your songs. He just was ecstatic about it. And all of a sudden he come back and and it just kind of build him up. And he's mm -hmm. like, man, this sounds really good. And all of a sudden he gets a new guitar player. He starts putting it electric mm -hmm. and now he's going to be uh, opening up for you here. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a great story. So you, you're, are you stationed now? Where do you live now? You, I know you, you have roots a little bit here. You have a, little, a couple roots in Arizona, mm -hmm. Las Vegas. Where, yeah. where you're moving around, you move around in that little yeah. area. What, tell me about that. It's nice. Once you just kind of stop doing everything and go all into a, a situation like being in music, mm -hmm. uh, you get a lot of free time to do with this. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I'm out of Livermore. I live in Livermore, California. Mm -hmm. Just recently went to uh, Arizona, Mesa, Arizona, and it's, mm -hmm. it's great out there. Mm -hmm. I like, uh, I've been f forming bands out there and doing some jam nights. and That's uh, so great. And uh, it's really cool. And Vegas is, it's great. That's where my baby mama moved to, so mm -hmm. I love going to Vegas all then the time and playing at all the clubs out there. Vamps is definitely the best place and in Vegas to play. And he's helping us to get in Vamps. Hopefully we got our fingers crossed on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Danny Coker from County Cars, he owns that bar. He's oh, an really? amazing guy. Just as you see him on TV, it's just how he is in person. He is a really <laughs> nice, laid back, cool guy. Also from Ohio. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. So you're, are you, let's, let's change it. Just, let's just go back, because I've been a big fan of Ohio State football, oh, Buckeyes. Yeah, so you're a Buckeye? 100% a Buckeye. Oh. <laughs> so you know Tatum and all those gentlemen back in the day that oh, played. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 kind of amazing. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> so did you have you ever been in the Buckeye Stadium? Oh, the that? Horseshoe. Yeah, of course. Look at that, man. I love it, man. <laughs> I love it. So what do you see? What do you see yourself? I know you said that you're doing more jam nights. Mm -hmm. um, what do you see yourself going to do in the future? In the future, I just like. Um, I've been focusing more now on uh, originals and mm -hmm. writing, writing new music. I kind of done the jam night thing and mm -hmm. hired a bunch of bands and stuff like that. And I just kind of, it's kind of burned its course, mm -hmm. you know, for the most part. I, I love being in cover bands and going out and entertaining, but mm -hmm. you know, it comes to a point where you just, 
there's got to be something a little bit more than just that. Then when you start writing into originals and stuff like that, you yeah. start getting a little bit different feeling. You feel awesome. a bit more better about yourself. Yes, and, uh, yes. It takes you in a different path and a, a better path, I mm -hmm. think so, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, Arizona, I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, in Arizona, I'm like looking for cover bands. 80% of everybody out there is all original. Nobody oh, even Arizona? wants to be. Yeah, they don't even want to be. So, in cover are, bands. What, what city are you stationed at? I'm in Mesa. Oh, you're in Mesa, Arizona. Yeah. yeah. So, wow, that's a, that's an interesting. Is it metal or is it blues rock? Is it's it a, a little bit of everything, everything? But I'd have to say primarily metal. It's a little bit you know heavier and mm -hmm. obscure. So you know you you talk about metal. There's there's so much. Uh, here's a question. There, you know, as you know, there is a lot of talent in the Bay Area, or in Livermore especially, in the, in the Tri-Valley area. What is it? Is it was because the internet changed things, or why isn't guys, uh, a few guys have got, are going on little tours and things like mm -hmm. that. Why isn't it that there's not, there's not people really, A&R people back in the day, we used to call them, uh, why aren't they looking for this? Or is it just because the scene is a little more older? Or are they waiting for us all to die? It's a really tough business we're in here, mm -hmm. you know, and a, the smallest little thing can change somebody's mind from mm -hmm. doing something else. Mm -hmm. You know, you just get, you really got to believe in yourself inside, have a vision and go out there and, and chase it, go mm -hmm. after it. Mm -hmm. You know, and some of these guys can just be really influenced by the wrong people. Right. So I always say influence your, your, yourself around people who are positive. Mm -hmm. That's, that is the number one thing is always being positive. So let's let's go on on a thing that you have produced a lot of shows over two thousand. You said twenty two hundred now. Twenty two hundred. Let's 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 go on this. Who are some of your favorite local bands that you like to <clears throat> see and just hang out with? And, you know, or do you you don't have to name them, but I mean, who do, who do you enjoy? I know you you're around, but you're you're a total business guy, uh, and he pays on time. <laughs> you know, so uh, but what what is basically what do you what do you like in, about the music scene that you're involved in because you're you're entrenched in it? The list is really long. You know, I play four or five nights a week. So on on my nights off, I usually don't get a chance to go out or even want to go out. <laughs> it's like you just do it five nights a week. Your day off, you just don't want to kick back and do anything. But uh, what uh, I like mostly is seeing the bands that have formed through my jam nights and then watch them go out and and expand and. Uh, and get noticed. Mm -hmm. That that really makes me feel good. There's there's too many to name. Yes, you know, I, I'd be afraid I'd miss somebody. Yeah, then they'd say, what is, what is I've hired over two hundred. What is Gregory and Channing talking about? I've hired two hundred different bands in the past three years, <laughs> and uh, I'll say probably twenty five of them formed at my jam nights. Right. That's like amazing. That. So you're doing jam night, but you also I've seen some things the other day. There were things that popped up. I forget who who popped it up to me. Uh, you're doing stuff out in the back too, aren't you? You got a stage in the back? What is that? Yeah. Summertime? Uh... When, when I went away on vacation for Ohio for a little bit, I told them, I said, you know, you're going to make a lot of money. Uh, I see all these other bars that have patios out back and outdoor stages. I was yes. like, this is what, you know, something that could really build this bar up that mm -hmm. I've been working out of primarily. And I told, talked to the bar owner. I said, you need to fence this back in, get some uh, chairs and tables out there, get a stage out there, and we're going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. So literally last year at this time, it was a parking lot. Yes, and, and the yeah, back of I our remember, place. As of a part, we used to drive in there. And, right, right. Know, and now you walk out, and it's a whole different world. A stage, chairs, horseshoes, cornhole, and uh, oh, really? we even yeah. got some plants and fake trees out there now to make it look more, you know, homey and more stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. It's a whole different world when you walk out in there, and uh, it's good. You know, now everybody wants to come play outside. That, it is it absolutely outdoors. true. We have barbecues out there. And Do stuff you? Too. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna have to have. We're gonna get voodoo out there. Uh, you know. Let me ask you this. What is your gear setup, and how how do you set up yourself? What do you what do you play on? What is your favorite basses or that you use? 
your your <clears throat> whole setup. Tell me your setup. I've always been a BC rich guy. Just something about you know looking at them Sexy. for once. I just I just like the appeal of the way it looks. And then yes. I get to playing them, and I, I think they play nice. You know, mm -hmm. really nice. And uh, Ibanez is another good bass too. You can just. Mm -hmm. Take an Ibanez and throw it down the stairs, and it's still going to be just fine. It's going to keep ticking <laughs> yeah, exactly. on there. I uh, yeah. like harky bass amps, but you know, there's lots of bass amps that sound good if you dial them out right. You know, have the right speaker cabinets. But yeah, it's worth. So, it. so you're you're a BC rich guy. BC rich guy. How many how many basses do you have, or do you have just a couple? I, I have uh, 13 basses and 12 guitars. Oh, you also play guitar then? I do play guitar. My originals, I play guitar. Oh, so do you play it, do you go electric or do you go... Uh, Definitely electric with a lot of distortion. Okay. But I also play acoustic too. And mm -hmm. yeah, I've, I've wrote not, written on acoustic guitar too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, On stage, what is, your, uh, what is your favorite instrument? What do you use? Do you use the BC Rich? Yeah, BC Rich is, is my it favorite and primary. Favorite. My primary was the... I have a Warlock that I've been playing a lot lately. Mm -hmm. I had a BC Ridge Zombie Revenge. That was my favorite. Did over a thousand shows with that. Now it's just sitting on my wall. It's kind of like an ornament now. I just kind of don't want nothing it. to happen to it. It's, it's, it's had a lot of history with it, and I just want to keep it there. It's sort of like, yeah, it's your, it's your baby. It's, it's kind of a sad story. Uh, that's one thing that got left over for when I got all my equipment stolen. Uh, back in 2014, I had a trailer, and it had everything in there. All my PA, bass amp, guitar amp. Everything, lights, guitars, and mm -hmm. woke up the next day, looked outside, and the trailer was just gone. They just took the whole trailer. And uh, crazy enough, I uh, had such a big following, and all these nice people, they had a benefit for me at mm -hmm. one of my jam nights, and we built up all this money, and all of a sudden, they got all this new equipment, and I'm back on, you know, back oh, in business back again. On it. Because all my, my fans and friends and people who really care and see about what I do to right. everybody else, oh, and they, they helped me out big time. Within one week, I had everything, if not even better equipment than I had before. <laughs> but the, my one favorite bass was just the one thing that wasn't in that trailer. Ironically, I had to learn some new songs that day. I took the bass out of the trailer and had it inside with mm -hmm. me. And that's a lot of history with that bass. Wow. So that that's, ama that's an amazing story that you got. And then you came back, and now you have what you have. Mm -hmm. So the setup, when you're at our, our place, is, is your your place still, right? That's my I mean, primary. That's your primary. Yeah. So when, when bands come in, just so that people know, because they don't know how at all, that is all your gear. That's your setup. Absolutely. The whole everything is in my setup. I have my own drum set, but I do have uh, JD, who I was talking about yes. earlier. He's like my right-hand man. Mm -hmm. You know, it's good to have a, a right-hand man in this business. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, he, he brings his own drum set, mm -hmm. so it's one less thing I have to set up and tear mm -hmm. down. That helps That's out beautiful. a lot, and we, we let everybody use all our equipment and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's it's all mine. Everything's mine. So why, you know, here here's the thing I'd like to ask you too. Why can't our place, or maybe they can't, maybe you can't. Why can't you do a festival of some sort, like a two day festival, or put like four bands together, or five bands together in a day, or whatever? Can you have you ever thought about doing something like that? Uh, we can do that, and we have done that. Oh, uh, really? We have a, a a group in town called Two Day Town, and uh, they come that's in and they they, they take the whole weekend. They take Friday, Saturday, even part of Sunday, where they have different multiple bands right. each day. And right. uh, yeah, they they're really great for the bar. Good good people, been doing it a long time, and. Mm. Uh, yeah, and we're more than welcome to do it again. We can uh, <laughs> yeah, have our own little yeah, have our own little. So festival. you're not in any you're not in any band right now. You're you're not uh, you're not playing with anybody except locally. I mean, I I should say. Um, I'm in Grid right now at the moment. Okay. But I got rid of all the other bands and got other bass players for the bands because mm -hmm. I was too busy and I wanted to take off and down to Mesa and start new projects mm -hmm. down there. Mm -hmm. I've been gone so. Mm -hmm. And you and you like going to Vegas, the Vamp. 
I love Vegas. Mm -hmm. Vegas is great. It's a lot of fun. It's a whole different world there. It is you a know? whole and, different and world. And Vamps is just a great place, great mm -hmm. setup. And there's other bars there, too, mm -hmm. that, are, that are nice. But Vamp is, really, Vamp is really the one. Vamps is just yeah, very awesome. That's the one, yeah. I, I, a lot of my friends have played there, and they go, Greg, you got to get your band. There's really good bands there on the weekends and stuff yeah. like that. Tribute bands and <clears throat> big name bands. So, you know, as we finish up this interview, first of all, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Um, Dude, you just you're you're an asset to the music scene that we live in. Um, Thank you. Oh, dude, you, you you do so much work. So what we normally do, we look in the center, right in here, Channing, and uh, I want to thank everybody uh, for watching our show, making our show one of the most popular shows in the United States. We are worldwide. We're getting ready to go on Apple TV. Apple TV is going to pick us up. Um, you can see us on the on the on the web. You can go to YouTube. We have our own YouTube. You go to Gregory. Uh, Harmonics Gregory Correa, and you can see all the shows that we have. We're still backfilling some of the new ones, but I really want to thank this man right here, Channing. Thank you so much for coming you, on, man. My pleasure, dude. You're, you're just, you're just, you, you, yeah, man. You're like the, the music guy that is just you respond, and I like how you do business. So what we do, we look in the camera, mm -hmm. and we throw out a kiss to all our friends and peace and love. And so, if you want to do that with me, you ready? Absolutely. Okay, here we go. Peace and love to you. You got to say anything to your little girl? I love you, Laura. We'll see you soon. Peace.